Thank you for listening to the Crossridge Podcast. For more information about Crossridge Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Lord, we reverence you in this time. We give it to you. We trust you even when we can't trace you. Now, will God, would you hide me behind your cross? All of you be seeing God and none of me. Gather my wandering thoughts and lift me up with the word from on high. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O God, we love you. And God, we call you faithful. Even when we don't want to say it, we know it to be true. Speak to us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus and the people of God said, amen. Amen. Clap those hands for the Lord this morning. Amen. Y'all can't y'all can't start nothing like that and then not expect me to get in. Like, come on, you can't you can't do that. You can't do that. Hey, listen, I am so glad to be with you all this morning. Uh, there needs to be a countdown clock back there somewhere to let me know when I need to be rolling. Cause if I y'all, I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'm I'm feeling good and, and y'all look and y'all looking good. Y'all just look so lovely this morning. Um, y'all, again, I come from the great metropolitan area of Alexandria, Louisiana, and so glad to share and be here with you. I want to thank uh, all of you who made this weekend possible. I know I will say all of those thank yous and salutes. Uh, also, in the second service, you should see your students. Uh, I know you're so proud of them. And to Pastor Mark and the staff of this church family, thank you so much uh, for allowing me to be with you today on 155 years and 15 years here on the Ridge. Ain't God faithful? God is faithful. God is faithful. Okay, y'all call me to preach, so I'm going to do just that. If you got your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 10. I'm going to pull up at verse 17. While you're getting there, I want to give you a little bit of background real quick. Y'all, have you ever set yourself up in a spot where you ended up in a place that you didn't know you were going to be um, met with people? Let me put it this way. Have you ever um, pulled up on a, uh, a lunch event and or a dinner party? There were people in the dinner party that you didn't expect to be there. Now, let's be honest, like, y- y'all ever have mutual friends in common? You like, I- I'm-, I'm cool with Billy, but Billy's also cool with Jimmy, and me and Jimmy ain't cool. You know what I'm talking about? Um, and so you, you come to um, support Billy, and then Jimmy is there, and you got to look like, hmm, which Billy would have told me before I came over here to this Applebee's. And so now you got to sit there a little awkwardly because you didn't plan this connection. You didn't plan this party. You didn't plan this dinner date. And here you are having to deal with all of this. All of this is happening without your consent. Um, you didn't sign up for this. I came to support my homeboy. Um, I didn't want to see Jimmy. Jimmy don't like me and I don't like him. I don't know why we try to act all spiritual. I don't know why church folk be acting like they don't like. Just say you don't like them. Lord have mercy. Anyway, I digress. Let me move on. Um, So this is an unplanned visit here, okay? Um, In the text, what's about to happen is that there is an unplanned dinner party that happens without the people's consent. Um, We're about to pull up on a text where Peter and Cornelius are going to sit down together, and they're going to have a meal. And what's interesting about this meal is that it shouldn't have even happened. And since it's happening, none of it has been planned. None of it is, okay, um, nobody necessarily knows what's going to happen. 
Um, okay, let me put it this way. Um, we, we live in a, uh, Lord, I'm out here now. Um, we, we, we live in a, uh, a culture sometimes where um, when cultures collide, if you will, um, I, I, I pastor a multi-ethnic church, okay? And so we, we, we talk about, let me, let, me put it, let, me, let me put it this way. Uh, we, talk about, um, we talk about backstrap. Okay, and we talk about turkey necks. You feel me? Like we we kind we kind of have all those things together. Okay, and so just depending, help me y'all. Um, so depending, y'all, our church fellowships be off the chain. Like you have mac and cheese, some that is seasoned, some that is not. Um, you have just just things are different. You know what I'm saying? And um, this is about to be a dinner party where it's going to be culturally and ethnically different, and when you got culturally and ethnically different people coming down to sit and eat, there's just some different things that we do. Like, I had to learn a little bit now. Y'all not from Louisiana, so y'all know things a little bit differently, but people eat gumbo differently in Louisiana. Like, there's some folk who put potato salad in their gumbo. You're like, oh my goodness. First of all, you're not from Louisiana. How dare you look at me that way, okay? Um, <laughs> secondly, secondly, um, just, just depending on who you're with. What Peter and Cornelius are about to have a conversation and a dinner party that they didn't plan on, but it's one of the most intense, intentional dinner parties. I want to tell you this, without this dinner party, you and I are not sitting in here today. What we're about to pull up on in the text is the introduction to the gospel of Gentile inclusion. Can I tell you something, child of God? I know we like to stand with Israel and all these good things like that, but sweet baby, um, you are not the Israelites in Scripture. You're a Gentile. Um, if not for God opening up, and if not for God laying down his life for every single last one of us, baby, no, you're not ethnically in that. You're Gentile. And we are thankful for this text this morning because here we are. We get the gospel because of this. And I, I like this. Y'all, I'm trying not to preach you early. Okay, but look, here, here it is, here it is, here it is. Here's the background. Here's the background. Um, there's some things that are happening right before this text. I'm going to try my best to hunk it off because I don't have that much time um, and kind of explain what's going on. Okay? You got to say good. If I say y'all better talk back to me. All right, so here's the thing. Cor Cornelius um, is this guy who is trying uh, to hear from God. Uh, he's a devout man. Um, but he has not been following after the Lord. Um, he's not um, ethnically, culturally, uh, and or spiritually in the lineage um, of Israel. All right. And so, um, so he is not, uh, how I say this, well versed in church dialogue and language. But he is as faithful as he can be. He is praying. He is seeking out God. And in the middle of that, um, God starts speaking to him. Um, God is speaking to this guy named Cornelius, and what he wants to tell him is this. I want to show you a little bit um, in verse 4 of Acts chapter 10. Um, he stared at him, and Terence said, what is it, Lord? He said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God, and now send men to Joppa. Bring one Simon, who was called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him and having related everything to them he sent them to Joppa. Here's the scene with the gangster link. Cornelius is at his house. He is being met by an angel of the Lord saying, hey, listen, um, I know you don't know anything about church but them prayers that you think what nobody listening to, 
Obviously, somebody did. So I'm going to make sure that you get what you need and that your prayer is answered. So here's what you're going to do. I'm going to send you um, this brother named Peter to come and see about you. I'm not even, watch this, I'm not even going to make you get up to go do anything. All right? I'm going to make sure that the gospel comes to you where you at. You'll get that in a minute. I'm going to make sure that what you need is going to come to you right there in your house. So Peter, um, while this is happening, uh, has a vision. In this vision, um, Peter um, sees this. I'm trying to make it as clear as I can. Uh, Peter has a vision, and he sees, um, this sounds really random, like Peter kind of chubby, because he has a vision of food. And ain't none of y'all had vision of Rudy's in your mind before. Um, and so um, he has a vision of food. And here's what's happening, is that Peter is ethnically Jewish. Um, they only eat kosher food. Um, baby, they ain't nothing kosher about bacon. Um, and, and, so, and so now, um, they're, they're, here's the vision. Peter, rise, kill, and eat. Now, Peter is still in his ethnically Jewish self saying, hey, I can't eat this bacon. This is not godly. I can't eat this pork chop. This is not of God. I cannot eat this steak here. This is not godly. And then in the, in the watch this, um, the Lord talks to him in the dreams. Hey, hey, man, look here. Um, don't you dare call something unclean that I've called clean. Here's what's happening. Um, God is about to change. Watch this. God is changing. Lord have mercy. Some of the tension that's about to, that could have happened at the table of Peter and Cornelius in a dream. God, Lord have mercy. God is setting this table up before they even get to it. Because I want to show you because it is an issue. Watch this. The, mm, Lord, um, they're about to invite Peter over, Lord Jesus, to a Gentile house for dinner. Oh, Lord. They're about to invite him over to a Gentile house for dinner. Um, and, and what's about to happen is um, Peter is going to have to realize that when he's here, he's got to be able to be himself and be comfortable. Lord, help me. Okay, um, let, me, let me say it this way. Um, Peter is getting um, set up before he gets set up. Um, Peter is about to be sent to go do ministry with people that he's not used to. Lord, I'm trying. Peter's about to be sent to go do ministry to people that are outside of his comfort zone. Don't see me coming. Peter is about to be sent to go do ministry to people outside his comfort zone. Why? Because there's a need. Oh, Jesus, help me in here. So, so the vision is transcendent because it introduces a new ethic of table fellowship. Y'all, part of the issue in the New Testament churches is they're having to figure out, Pastor Mark, how to dine with one another. Because here it is. It's like a multi-ethnic church reunion, family picnic. Um, baby, I am only used to eating uh, falafels. Uh, I'm only used to eating pita bread. And now you're telling me I can have Hawaiian rolls? That's a little different. It's a little different. I'm only, over, uh, I'm, I'm only used to having lamb chops play along. And now you're telling me I can have Porky the Pig? It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. And, 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 since, and hear me, hear me. There's a tension there. There's tension there because, watch it, part of how you grew up, 
Uh oh, part of how you grew up and how you've been trained will come out at a dinner table. Can I, can I tell y'all something? Can I tell y'all something? An hour on Sunday morning is not the correct barometer for us to see if you were spiritually mature or not. Um, we start seeing it. Listen, um, Dr. King said this. He says, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning was the most segregated hours uh, in America. Um, part of it, I believe that to be true, but I believe the most segregated hour in America is Friday at 7 o'clock. Watch this. Because sanctuary should reflect dinner tables. It's one thing to get us in together to high five and praise the Lord, everybody. It's another thing for me to invite you to your home. Here's what's happening here. Peter and Cornelius are having to get together, and this get together would not have happened on their own. God himself literally has to speak to a dream to Cornelius, got to speak in a vision to Peter in order for them to get together. So what happens? Verse 17. <laughs> While Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry from Simon's house, stood at the gate and called to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter is pondering the vision, <laughs> the spirit said to him, behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. Watch this. The Holy Spirit took into account Peter's hesitation and then met him there. Hey, man, I know you tripping and you not going to go. So let me remind you right now. I've got people at the door waiting for you. Go now because Peter's a lot. Lord, help me a lot like a lot of us. Like, you want me to go over to somebody's house without a vid? You know, ain't no invitations, nothing like that. And then you want me to go over here with these people, and they're not Jewish? They don't eat like we do? You want me to go over there? He said, hey, look here. They at the door waiting on you. Go with them. Look, watch this. Um, here's the first thing. First thing. Um, the, reason, the reason we're at an unplanned party um, that again, I told you, was a little awkward because you didn't plan for these people to be there. Here it is. It's because God sent the first party invite. Um, God is the one who set this thing up and he does it so slick. Oh, God. Um, he, they, they, mm, mm. God sends him to dine with Cornelius and these Gentile men oh, without Peter's consent. Oh, God, I'm trying. Um, God will literally send you to do table fellowship with, oh gosh, when you ain't even trying to do that. Peter was minding his own business and God interrupts him without warning and then gives him instruction to go and meet with people. God, hear me good, Crossridge, God will flat out send you places that you didn't plan on going because he wants to use you to accomplish his purposes. I know you wanted to be used for something else, but what I asked you to do, Peter, was to go to this house and have dinner. I know you thought, well, I, listen, if I could just get a mic, if I could just sing, if I could just a small group, if I could just do all these things, if I could just be a greeter. No, the first thing you're supposed to do is go be hospitable and dine with these people. And God directed the invitations without your consent. Watch this. And then got the nerve. The unmitigated gall, the audacity to ask you to be inviting and hospitable while doing it. You like, can be honest, you're like, Peter, man, hey, man, I ain't signed up for this. 
I'm just asleep in the bed having a vision, and now you're telling me to go to somebody's house that I know don't fool with me like that. And you telling me, I don't, listen, here, here's what Peter's thinking. I didn't sign up for this. Okay, look, come to you. Um, here you are, minding your own business, and then God sends you somewhere without your consent, and then got the nerve to tell you to be hospitable. You're like, I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. If you call yourself a child of God, you're going to go where God sends you. Here's why. Because there was a need. And God, preach boy, is always going to be where there is a need. So yet he's going to send you. I didn't sign up for this. Boo boo. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. If you called yourself a child of God and you call yourself to be faithful to him, God will flat out send you places without your consent. And then ask you to be godly. Man, look, look this, this bothers me a little bit because now here's what happens. Peter is uncomfortable. Okay, Lord, listen, um, some of y'all are going to have to learn how to be, um, listen, for me, half of my life in ministry, uh, in work, I have been, uh, how do I say this, usually outnumbered in rooms of people uh, who don't like me. Amen. Um, let me tell you something. You should practice this, practice this a little bit. I, I, I want you to, if you were in, Lord help me, uh, a culture where you are always surrounded by you, I want you to go inject yourself into a culture where you are the minority. Watch this. Because Peter pulls up and he's a little uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, man, they got, what's this, what, what's this barbecue sauce for? What they need this for? Like, what y'all, what y'all need bibs and forks for? Like, what, what's going on? Y'all got utensils and plates? We don't do that where we at. Like, he's a little little uncomfortable because he's been sent there to a place without his consent because God sent him there on assignment. Hear me. Just because God sent you does not mean it's going to be comfortable because here's some of y'all are thinking, God didn't send me here because it doesn't feel right. At what point do we believe that the prerequisite for God sending us was comfort? Just because it don't feel right doesn't mean that God didn't send you there. Well, I don't like this, and this doesn't feel right. I don't know. This is not my thing. Listen, if you be obedient to the Holy Spirit, hear me good, child of God, you're going to get sent places that don't feel right all the time. And if you do, when you get there, you need to be obedient to the Spirit. Peter, Peter tripping so bad, here's what he does. Um, this is funny, this is funny, I like this part. Um, as he's doing all of this, when Peter entered the house, verse 25, when Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up saying, stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with them, he went in and found many persons gathered. Look at verse 28. He said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is. For a Jew to associate with or visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown it to me that I should not call any person common or unclean. Peter walks into the awkwardness like, y'all, this was not on my week itinerary. None of this interaction, conversation, I didn't think I'd end up here. And here I am. And so I need to deal with the elephant in the room. We're not supposed to usually be with each other, right? And so I didn't plan on any of this. But I'm just here 
because God sent me. And look, here's what happens. The next thing, uh, the next thing that happens is that he's going to have an opportunity, Lord help me, to preach the gospel. God sent Peter to go dine with these folks and preaches, and Peter preaches, and then they get excited. Uh, God sent, Lord help me in here. God sent, Lord help me. God sent Peter to an atmosphere that he knew he could handle. Uh, but it doesn't seem Peter's never been, Lord Jesus, in this atmosphere before. So how could he know that he could handle it if you've never been in it before? If, listen, if the Holy Spirit sent you, preach boy, then you can handle the atmosphere. Peter got sent, Lord have mercy, to go and preach to these people. They get excited. And watch this. Peter is a little, he's a little thrown off because he's sitting at a table that feels a lot like sin. Because what he was taught was, preach boy, I'm trying the best I can. What he was taught was, these people who eat like this are sinners, nasty, and unclean. And so now what he has to do is sit at a table that feels, Lord, it's a little, oh, I'm trying not to go here. It feels different than the way he grew up. I was told that these folk don't know Jesus. They're unclean. Can't handle this. And now he's being sent there to preach a gospel that he thought used to exclude them. Oh, God. And now he's having to preach the same gospel to them. It's a little awkward because his table feels a lot like sin. Uh, he's fresh off the vision because he thought these ham sandwiches were unclean. Now he's sitting here with these folks preaching at a table and the Holy Spirit falls. Y'all, God is going to send you to preach to a gospel at a dinner table that feels a lot like sin. Y'all not going to like this right here. God's going to send you to some places that um, uh, smell like Bob Marley. Am I making sense here? God's going to send you. I'm trying the best I can. God's going to send you to some places um, that, that, that may not look like a church service. Uh, God's going to send you to some homes to talk to some people that you may not have already thought about talking to. And why is he going to do that? Here it is. Because some of the people that you think ain't talking to God. Lord, I'm about to run. Some of the people that you think don't pray. Some of the people that you think don't have any business hearing from the Lord are some of the main ones God is hearing and he's sending believers to. There are some homes, there are some shops, there are some businesses, there's some front yards, there's some backyards, there's some birthday parties that God is sending you to on assignment. And it doesn't feel a lot like your small group. Don't feel like a sanitized Sunday morning. And yet God is sending you there on assignment to do what? To meet, oh God, to meet with people who were already primed to respond. Uh, um, I, I know my pastoral care pastors in here somewhere. What I've learned in my years of ministry, y'all, some of the same people you would think who are not ready and or primed to respond to the gospel are ones who are fresh out of grief. What I've learned, child of God, is that sometimes some of the most I see um, coming back into life in a place of death. 
I see people who are grieving the loss of a loved one whose heart becomes sensitive to respond to the gospel. Now, hear me. I'm not telling you to um, uh, catapult a moment and beeline to Jesus. I'm asking you to be sensitive and aware of what's going on around you. Y'all, there are some people God has put in your path that you didn't think you'd ever be connected to, that he's putting you there because you don't think, well, they don't talk to God. They don't pray. I see what they post on Facebook. I see what they were drinking outside in the yard. I see what they were doing this. All the while not knowing them people, God's sending you to. Those folk. Yeah, them. But Pastor, they, yeah, them. But what, you know what it would look like if I was over there with them? God forbid church people talk to other people who don't know Jesus. Well, if, what if I go over there? They'll think I'm drinking too. He's at, go. Peter feels your pain. I got sent to a place that feels a lot like sin, but here's what happened. I spoke the gospel. Lord, help me. Can I say this real quick, though? Now, um, when I was in college, I had a good buddy of mine, uh, good, good dude, um, who, um, how I say this? Uh, when we were in college, we were, you know, young, sometimes a little dumb, and we had... Um, uh, a couple of my friends and I were passing by uh, a local, um, how I say this, establishment where there's dancing and amen and other thing and, and uh, a place that we used to go. Let me talk, let's talk straight now. And so while we're passing by, we, we, we meet some people who are outside of the dancing establishment who were um, evangelizing, if you will. But it wasn't quite evangelizing. It was more like antagonizing. Anyway, I digress. And um, so we wanted to go talk to him a little bit. You know, you know what I'm saying. Just want to have a little talk. And uh, as we're talking to him, um, this young man I knew who walked out of the establishment and came over to me like, Vince, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He was like, oh, man, I'm good. And, you know, he's, he's, um, he is, uh, hey, man, um, is full of the spirit. I'm making sense here. Okay. Um, and then he says, he says, oh, you know, pastor, man, I'm just, he said, man, you know, you know, I'm, I'm here tonight because, you know, I'm evangelizing, whatever, like, you are, my boy. Oh, okay. I don't know if, uh, if it don't look like evangelizing, look like you, you know, kind of kicking it with them. Like, there's a, hear me, there's a difference to being sent to places that are outside of your comfort zone, but you don't have to compromise your conviction to be in it. Be who you are. Don't feel like you got to switch up who you are to come into a place that doesn't feel like you. Be who you are. Because here's it, here it is. I'm going to tell my students here to me. Oh, gosh. Um, that doesn't give you license to go. Some of the people here are like, amen, brother. I'm going to go and hang out with my friends who are like this. It's like, hey, look, here's the problem. Um, at some point, you actually, I don't know why we do this, like speak the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. I like that. That sounds sweet. But, baby, at some point, you got to talk. You got to talk. Because here's, here's what I heard. Here's, here's what I heard. I think C.T. Stubbs said this. I don't want to be guilty of friending my friends into help. Meaning, I want to tell them about the hope that I have. Like, I just want to love them and show them the love of Christ. No, you need to talk, show the love of Christ by telling them that I was dead in my trespasses and sin and made alive in Christ Jesus, and I want the same for you. So hear me. Be intentional with where you were sent, but have a word when you get there. Well, just, I just want to be over here, just be nice, and if I'm nice to them, then they'll get that I'm a Christian, and maybe they'll come to church. No, you got to talk. 
You talk about everything else. You talk about your little football team up the, up the road that nobody in my state likes. You know, well, some of them do. Um, talk about your little baseball team. You talk about everything else. But you get over here, it's like, I'm just going to be their friend. Maybe they'll get it. No, you got to talk. You have to speak up because look what happens when you talk. Lord, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> verse 44, verse 44, verse 44. While Peter was still saying these things, Peter ain't even done with the sermon. While he's still talking, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had gone out with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. Hmm. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water from baptizing these people who've received the Holy Spirit? Just as we have. Oh, Lord Jesus, watch. Um, these people that Peter got sent to, that they didn't think, they don't like Jesus. These are not praying people. These are clubbing people. These are smoking people. These are talking people. These are people who don't vote like me. These people, uh-uh, there ain't no way that they've been praying to this God. And watch what happens. When the gospel gets proclaimed to them, they receive it. You missed you miss the shout. When the gospel gets proclaimed, they receive it. Watch this. Some of the people who you think are the least unlikely to respond are one dinner away from responding to the gospel. But you got to be obedient and go. Here's a word for somebody else today. Y'all, come on. Um, here it is. Golly. Um, some of y'all are about to get sent to places without your consent. Lord Jesus, some of y'all are about to get, I'm trying my best. Come on, band. Y'all, come on. Um, uh, some of y'all are about to get sent to places without your consent. God's about to send you to people. And place you in positions that make you feel awkward. But you got to be obedient and check yourself to go do it. Man, but I don't, Pastor Vince, like, they don't, I don't know if they like me. Like, they speak to me when they're outside, but I just think that it's just, that's just, that, you know, that's, no, no, no. Them people, the people that you're thinking about right now that you're praying for. Yeah, them, God's sending you to them. Now, can I also tell you something? <laughs> There's also some of you who are in here this morning, Lord Jesus, that you pulled up in here because there was a Peter. Hear me good. You got invited by somebody who don't look like you. <laughs> they don't act like you. They don't kick it like you. They don't dress like you. They don't vote like you. But for some reason, they felt the need to tell you about this Jesus and say, hey, um, I grow in this Jesus by coming to Crossridge Church. They ain't got no business kicking in with you. None. They don't hang out how you hang out. They don't like the teams that you like. They don't cook how you cook. Can't, listen, this real quick, real quick pause. Maybe we should exchange recipes every now and then. Okay, anyway, I digress. I know it doesn't seem, hear me, I, I know it doesn't seem like, I don't know why this person keeps talking to me about this Jesus. 
I got a feeling that in here this morning, here in a minute, some of you realize you are a lot like Cornelius. Like Pastor Vince, I, I'm not the church-going type of girl. I'm not the church-going type of dude. I don't, like, I feel a little, I don't like, I don't like sitting here. I feel stuffy. I don't like this. But you're here. And maybe, just maybe, God ordained this dinner without your consent to have you meet him. Maybe, just maybe. But I just got a sneaky suspicion that there's somebody here today that needs to meet this Jesus. And he called you and came and got you. Where y'all, now here's the part that shouts me, y'all. It was Peter who went to him, not Cornelius. The gospel will come and get you where you at. Remember that, believers. How do we reach people with the gospel? An invite to this place ain't enough. You got to go get them. So here's what I want to do real quick, real quick. Would you just indulge me in bowing your head for a second and closing your eyes? Because I want to do some business real quick. I got a feeling that there's someone in here this morning that needs to respond to this person named Jesus. This Jesus, this perfect, spotless, sinless lamb, loves you so much that he went to the cross and did something about it. He died a death in your place that you deserved. Pastor Vince, you don't understand, though, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad dude. Like, he, God cannot forgive me for all that I've done. Let me tell you something. If he did it for me, I know he could do it for you. So if that's you this morning, here in a moment, we're going to stand We'll have some pastors down here at the front. I'll be down here at the front. And if God's called you to respond, what you waiting on? Today is a day of salvation. And I guarantee you that God will make you to be the person. Oh, good God. To send you out. For my believers who are in this room, Father, I pray that you would convict their hearts for when they said no to going somewhere that you sent them. Father, would you allow them right now in the stillness of this moment to hear from you, to respond in obedience, that God, they will go wherever you tell them. If that's you today, when we get ready to say amen, and we're standing here, if you, this altar is open if you need to pray. If you want to tell somebody about that, you want to pray with somebody about that, we're right here. But I, hear me good. Don't leave this moment with unfinished business that you can handle right now. Now, oh God, would you allow them to move in obedience to what your Holy Spirit is telling them to do? Help us right now, oh God. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and sing with me? And if there's business with the Lord you need to do, you want to respond to the gospel, you want to pray, you just want to have someone pray with you, we're right here. But don't let this moment pass. Amen.